This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. I'm Bill Pollock. The Chiefs are in the AFC Championship game for a sixth straight season, playing Baltimore on Sunday. Conspiracy theorists say the Chiefs have no chance of winning. We'll find out about that. Staying strong and staying healthy can begin at any age. We'll hear from an MU professor who started a program around the state to help those 60 and older stay active. And I've had Dylan Frazier on the show before. He's a Mizzou student, grew up in Ashland, uh, played baseball as a kid. Now he's a professional pickleball player. And he became a men's singles champion for the first time. Cameron Connor spoke with him about the new official pickleball and his win. Besides the very obvious thing of, oh, you have to cover more ground when you're talking about 1v1 and singles versus, you know, doubles, what exactly changes in your strategy where it gives you so much success? Yeah, so singles singles is very much uh, baseline oriented. Um, there's a lot in, in doubles and pickleball. The play is often at the kitchen line for both teams. You've got all four players up at the kitchen line, which is that line that kind of marks the no volley zone in pickleball. And there's a lot of uh, what we call dinking, where the ball is just hit into that no volley zone back and forth several times until someone hits it a little bit too high and someone can smash it. And singles, it's it's it looks a lot more like tennis in the sense that there's a lot more play at the baseline. So ground strokes are more important. The serve and return is a little bit more important in singles as well. Um, generally, I'd say the points in singles are a little bit quicker than they are in doubles, but uh, definitely more physically demanding. And, and at times you could say more exciting to watch because of uh, all the chaos happening. Gotcha. Perfect. And then fast forward to your first men's singles championship. First off, congratulations. This happened at the Humana Championship Court at the PPA Masters. And the, the thing that I want to get into with this is you started this set down. So can you break me through basically or, or give to me what it's like to be down in that situation, not only physically, but mentally to have to overcome that and get this thing done? Yeah, it's tough. Um so that was uh, that was a, my first uh, singles gold medal actually on the PPA tour. So um, I, the singles field these days is, is is really deep, and you've got to go through like several amazing players to even get to the final. So I had a lot of confidence going into the match, and uh, I was just gonna even though I was down a set, I was just gonna stick to the same strategy that had been working for me the entire week, and uh, trust that if I execute the shots at the right time, that it would bring me back in the game and. And that's what happened. Um, singles is such a, a matter of who's hot and, and, and who's maybe a little bit cold because you can very easily pull ahead or even come back in a match if you're down or whatever um, by hitting like big, big serves and then hitting several passing shots in a row. The, the tables can turn very quickly depending on who's hot. There, there's been a lot of noise coming out through the PPA about the new decision to change the official pickleball. I know I know it's a Vulcan pickleball. You might know the exact name. I think it's called like the V Pro Flight. <laughs> In comparison to I guess I guess notify people, what was the official pickleball that you guys used to always use before that? And have you noticed much of a difference with this one? I don't know if you knew any of the decision process around it. What has been your opinion on it so far? Um, yep. Yeah, so I think you have the name right. I'm actually not hundred percent sure on that myself, but it's definitely the Vulcan ball. Um, we switched to the Vulcan ball for this year. We're planning on using the Vulcan ball for all of 2024. The past few years, it's been the DuraFast 40 ball from Onyx. And then the other ball, the other ball that's been used, is used at a few tournaments throughout the years, the Franklin ball. And I would say the Vulcan ball is kind of in between the Franklin ball and DuraFast 40 from Onyx. 
um, in the sense that it plays a little bit slower than the Dura, a little bit faster than the Franklin. Um, you can't manipulate it quite as much as a Dura, but you can a little bit more than a Franklin ball. So it kind of falls in between the two balls that we've been used to using the past few years. And I think I think for the PPA, it was just it was just a matter of uh, who 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 could have the highest bid in terms of choosing which ball they were going to use for 2024. What exactly paddle-wise are you using right now? What, what's your go-to? Are you ever switching it up? Yeah, um, I, mix it or, I mix it around a little bit. Or for tournaments, I've been using the, the Project 002 paddle from Selkirk is the, is the model of the paddle I use from them. Um, but at practice sessions, I do mix it up, like you said. Um, they've got some prototype paddles that they're coming out with, they being Selkirk, um, that are carbon-based. And, and they're thermoformed carbon, which is kind of the new hot technology in pickleball that a lot of pro players are, are using these days, regardless of what brand or company they're using paddles from. They're usually thermoformed carbon paddles, I would say, is the most popular paddle out there right now. Um, so I'm experimenting a little bit with those and, and practice sessions. Um, the paddle companies have to go through a process to get their paddles approved by the USAPA. Uh, basically to be tournament sanctioned so that you can use them in a tournament. And so they haven't done that yet for some of their thermoformed carbon prototype paddles, but uh, I think that's, I think they're working on that. So, so maybe in the, in the next few tournaments or later this year, you'll see me switch from the O2 paddle to a, to a carbon based paddle. And for anyone who's just now tuning in, this is show me today, the voice Missouri. If you've missed any part of this interview, no worries, just search show me today, wherever you get your podcast. We're talking with Dylan Frazier. He's a professional pickleball player who just completed his first men's singles championship. He's originally from the mid-Missouri area, and we're talking basically about his championship run and all things pickleball in general. Dylan, you really kind of were born into the storm of pickleball. You know, clearly, you know, you started training and starting before it, but the evolution of it has happened so quickly. When you talk about when you first started getting in the scene to now, is there anything that surprised you with how popular it became so quickly, or did you kind of see it coming? Um, no, I think I was, I think I'm surprised to see where pickleball is at now compared to where it was when I started back in 2016. So eight years ago now. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I never, I I started as a hobby, just something I could do for fun. And then once I got a little bit better at it and and played a couple tournaments, I kind of really got the bug to try to get better. Uh, but at that point it was just motivation to be better at my hobby really. Um, and just compete at a little bit of a higher level. Um, and then it's turned into like now they've got a, a pro team, a pro tour. They've got TV deals coming in, sponsorships, like paddle companies springing up left and right. Um, and now you can make a, a living off of pickleball. So people, uh, many of the pros have left their full-time jobs and are pursuing pickleball full-time, which is really exciting to see. Definitely something I did not, even though pickleball was growing at a rapid rate, did not expect it to get to this point. So it continues to surprise me. And I think a lot of other people, and I'm excited to see where it goes in the future. You guys travel across the country for all sorts of singles and doubles tournaments. Do you happen to have a favorite stadium right now that you prefer, or does it kind of just depend on the day? Yeah, I would say I would say some stadiums are, are nicer than others. Um, the venues, the usually the lifetime fitness venues, um, I'm a fan of just kind of the layout. They've got more space on, on a lot of their courts that the pros are playing on. So usually when we go to a lifetime fitness, right now that's uh in atlanta for the atlanta stop and then uh in san Clemente, california they've got a, a lifetime fitness venue that we play that we play tournaments in there those are my two favorites i mean they've got it's, it's just fun to travel the country and play all these different states and 
uh, you know, get to do some things um, when we're not playing in the tournament in these in these states is really fun. But I think the lifetime venues are the best. Between men's, women's, and then like the mixed doubles, do you happen to know by chance a rough estimate of how many people are on the tour? Um, that's a good question. Um, the draws are in terms of professional players. I, I would say maybe maybe around 200 or so they had at this last tournament trying to make it into the into the main draw they call it uh, because they start in the round of 128 so 128 players kind of make what they call the main draw but before that if you don't have a high enough ranking you've got to qualify to get to that point which means you've got to win a couple matches against some other players that don't have the ranking required to be in the round of 128 so I'd say I would say maybe roughly around 200 pros and then you can have like uh, for amateurs, anywhere between like a thousand or two thousand, maybe playing at each of these tournaments. I think the U.S. Open is still the biggest tournament, and they've got even more there, maybe close to three or four thousand people that show up to play that tournament. Clearly, you're getting new players in the mix that you're playing against, but since you are at such a high level of this game, you are very used to a lot of players that you go against because you're usually getting to those later rounds in these tournaments. What is it like when you go against a certain opponent or a certain mix of opponents so many different times? I feel like sometimes it's an advantage, but also a disadvantage because you guys know each other so well. I feel like it's almost like chess. You're always like tweaking little things back and forth. Is that a decent way to describe it? Yeah, I think that's a, a good way to describe it. Like you said, it goes both ways. I, I maybe know what their tendencies and patterns are, but at the same time, they know what mine are. So it's a matter of finding, uh, usually for me, it comes down to just playing to my strengths. You know, you can get caught up in that chess match, as you described it, which I think is a good way to describe it. But you can get caught caught up in tweaking your strategy and trying a whole bunch of different things. But at the end of the day, for me, sometimes I just like to keep it simple and, and focus on what my main strengths are, regardless of what my opponent's strengths or weaknesses are, and, and just trust that uh, if I have my best stuff that day, then, then playing to my strengths is, is going to re- lead to a good outcome. And so that's usually my philosophy. All right, two wrap-up questions for you. First one for fun, second one in all seriousness. First one, if the PPA Tour were to consider it and you were to endorse it, would you like to do an all-Crocs tournament? Yes, I think that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's funny. So, uh, yeah, no, Crocs is definitely my, my, my favorite uh, comfort go-to shoe to wear. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that'd be fun. Although, although there there could be some some injuries at that tournament. <laughs> yeah, then that's why that that that's the fun question. Yeah, I saw they come out on all the sorts of social media, and I thought that I got a kick out of that. But then for for two, realistically, what's next for you? You know, are you are you on to the next tournament right away? Do you have a little bit of a downtime? Where are you headed next? So next, I'll be heading to Arizona for the Mesa tournament. They've got uh, a major league pickleball event out there which is team-based pickleball where you're on a team of four as opposed to just these traditional uh like single elimination draws that the ppa runs um so i'll be out there later in february and and the season's kind of starting to get going so once it starts it doesn't really stop i'll be playing two to three tournaments every month for the rest of this year until mid-december probably and then and then the pickleball off season i would say at least the past couple of years it changes but the past couple of years we've had the most off time between like mid-December and and like right about now is is when the the tournaments are lighter um but outside of that I'm, i'll be traveling i'll be traveling and on the go pretty frequently all right you heard it here busy man this is dylan frazier he is a professional pickleball player originally from mid-missouri he just won his first men's singles championship so once again congratulations to you dylan and thank you very much for joining us on show me today the voice of missouri thank you appreciate you having me on